0: I'm Lindsay Wilson, and this is Business of Glam, the podcast where we discuss business, beauty, building your best life, and everything in between. On this episode of Business of Glam, we sit down with loving communication coach, Brad Swanson, to discuss how to choose love over fear and so much more. Tell us a little bit about what a love and communication coach does.
1: Well, a love and communication coach is, first of all, I actually created that title myself because of my own healing journey. You know, I, I started healing when I... I'm 50 now and like I started waking up and healing. You know, I say healing, but it's like that was a new term to me a long time ago when I started when I was 21. Um, I was in college and regular guy, like love women and sports and, you know, just being a guy and um, ended up taking this weekend seminar because of this woman who I was kind of dating at the time who was older than me, who was like really like beautiful and amazing and just like didn't give a fuck that I was younger than her and I was so like blown away by her confidence and just didn't give a shit I would like done whatever the fuck she told me (laughs) I was like okay so I took this seminar and um, it just it was the first time I'd ever seen something where people um, were so they were so honest and so so freaking intensely truthful it just like blew me open and that was just the beginning of my journey that was when I was 21 years old so like in 1994. And then um, I was like, I was just, I remember being like, what is this? You know, like what is, because back then, you know, there wasn't like, it's so healing and all the terms and stuff for now. And like, you know, being mindful and all that stuff yeah. was like not at all in my wheelhouse at all. I mean, it was literally like Chinese. We and barely was like, had the internet. In you know, and I, like, I was like, it's like talking about possibility and creating an intention, integrity. And I was like, I've heard these words, but like, what the fuck do they mean, you know? And then, um, so I just I that after that that seminar, I just was so fucking turned on by what happened to me, and I also that was like that weekend. I also gave up caring what other people thought about me. I was just done. I was like, because I was super consumed with what people care, thought about me. Um, I was so insecure. I didn't know this stuff. Like like in the course, I was like, oh my god, like I'm. Deeply insecure. Oh my God, I have all these like fears. Oh my God. Like, and it was really jarring because I thought I, you know, I'm, I'm a handsome, good looking guy. And I thought, you know, I was portraying that, but it was all fucking fake. I mm-hmm. was just full of shit, you know? And so um that set me on this trajectory of like, I was like, I want to know more about this in every way, shape, and form. So even though I was in college and I was doing these things, I just set, I was just, I worked with this company and I just, Anything I could get my hands on about healing, I was just, like, going toward. And I did that for years. And my family and everybody was like, you're a weirdo, you know, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, I mean, you're talking about all these weird things. And I was like, I, you know, I am a weirdo. Like, I can't, I because I it's like once you pop the thing, you can't put it back in. The th- mm-hmm. You can't put it back in. And I was like, yeah, but I was like, but I see that everybody else is doing this too. Like, everyone's pretending and no one's actually being real with each other. And I was just like, I, don't, I can't stop this. Like, I can't stop learning and wanting to be real. And because every time I go back to that, I suffer like crazy. You know, I'm just like in this suffering. And so it was about 10 years of that. And then I was literally um, standing on the beach in Miami. Like, it breaks me cry every time I talk about
0: it. I love that though.
1: I went, I, w- I like left and went down to the Miami for the first time in my life and by myself. And I was like standing on the beach and my mom has been like a pivotal person throughout this journey. Like she's been this like reflective thing to, she's my mom, you know,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and my mom's not like all about this either. She's just like normal mom, but she's like, you know. But but she's I was, doing her mom's right, sort of thing. But, but deep down, she knows something. Mm-hmm. Like she knows like what my journey is, like something. So I'm standing there and I was like, because all my friends are like, Brad, you need to like do this for a living. You need to like charge people, you need to do this. And I was like, no, I can't. What the hell? I was like, that's so weird. Like, no. They're like, you literally spend hours and hours and hours with people. I mean thousands of hours. You know, and it was just so weird because I was doing all the regular jobs and stuff. And I was standing there on the beach and I was like on the phone, I was looking out at the sunset. And I was like, "What am I doing, Mom? Like, what is this?" She's like, "I think you're a life coach." And I went, "No, what? The, what does that even mean?" I was like, "No." I said, "You know what it is? I'm a love coach." And I just started bawling, cause I was like, "No one has taught me how to love myself." Yeah. Everybody talks about it, but nobody's shown me. Like they don't teach you how to do it. And I was like, I mean, it just literally—I was just like sobbing like a freaking like a like a waterfall. And I was like, "That's what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I'm learning how to love myself. Like, fuck." And it was like that relief where you're like, "Oh my god! Like, that's what I've been trying to figure out this you whole time." You finally defined it. Well, because everybody's everybody's like sitting there talking about it. They just, you know, everybody says it. They go, "Do you love yourself?" And you go, "Yeah." But nobody like really pauses and goes, "I actually don't know what that means." Mm-hmm. Like, I you know, like, it's just this automatic knee jerk response. And so I was sitting there bawling my eyes out. And she goes, you're right. That is what you—that is what you're doing. She's like, you're right. You are a love coach. And I was like, it made so. Sense. I was like, no one has. Even though my parents loved me, they weren't able to show me, mm-hmm. like step by step, of what that actually means. Like, how, what does it mean to love yourself? What does that mean? It's not this concept. It's not this like. It's not just a feeling. It's it's every day. It's moment to moment. The choices you make every time, to which then turn into this like this this emotion this this overwhelming emotional experience to which that's just the barometer to show you like that you're on the path you know and then it was like a couple weeks later when I added the communication because I was like the thing that makes this possible is communication Mm -hmm. and it's not just talking it's not words it's listening it's what your intention is it's listening to other people and feeling where they're coming from and it's all the different nuances of communication that are is so multifaceted like to me communication is like music it, can, it never gets old yeah it never it never gets boring I'm never tired of it like I just am always like I you know one of my good buddies and I always say like we're in the learning and even though I know what I know I still know I don't know shit but like the things that I've learned and I know like I'm, I know them I don't question them anymore mm-hmm. you know so it's like so love and communication is that so it's people always kind of like go oh like they think it's romantic love but it's in romantic love comes like because of this like if you learn how to love yourself and communicate effectively you can have anything and create everything you want in your life especially mm-hmm. a healthy romantic relationship but if you don't you're going to just keep repeating the same patterns and so you know I say I'm a love and communication coach and it's more so to kind of draw people in so they go wait what? And it's funny because 99% of the time, people I talk to, men, women, doesn't matter what age. I mean, I even surprised myself. Like, you know, I'm like, I'll say it to somebody. They'll be like, what do you do? And I'm like, I love a communication coach. And they'll be like, huh? <laughs> they'll go.
0: That's a new one. Oh,
1: they'll be like, wow, I like that. Like, they don't even know why. They're mm-hmm. just like love and communication. Because those two things, everybody goes, oh, yeah, these are like the. I mean literally the two biggest fucking things that make all the other little tiny details happen, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. If you don't have them, it's like the main two ingredients and if you don't know how to do them, you're you're always going to be struggling, mm-hmm. right? So that's that's how I became a love and communication coach and then once I decided okay I'm going to do this professionally, it was like I was like 30 and it was terrifying. It was like a terrifying moment of me surrendering and like, literally like me, you know, me going to God going, Oh, fuck, really? Like, this is, this is what I'm supposed to do. Like, I've been doing all these jobs. I'm like, Oh God. And God's like, Nope. You're supposed to do this. And I was like, fuck. And I was like, Oh my God. And I was like, okay. And I just let go. And then I just started stepping toward it. And then all of a sudden it started and I started having clients, money. I went out to LA, I had a talk show. It was like, and it just started taking off and everybody still, even then, this was like quite a few years ago. It was like 20 years ago you know, they were like, this is weird. You're like, what the fuck? You're, this is too intense what you're doing. is It's dope. I get it. But like, you're freaking me the fuck out because you just talk about real shit. And I was like, this is, what the hell else is mm-hmm. there? Like, what, why are, I'm in Los Angeles and it's like the most bullshit stuff ever. And I went out there with my intention for my show and I was like, this is what's gonna, this is gonna sell more than like, any of this produced stuff that they've done. And I was at, I went and I worked in production and I did, I mean, I was around it all. And I was like, all we have to do is like bring real, bring real conversations and people will be fucking enthralled. And that's what was happening.
0: It's amazing. So how do you define self-love? Do you have a definition that you tell your clients? That's a great question.
1: I don't know. You know, I would say- um, Is it different
0: for everyone?
1: I think it's an ongoing process, but it's like, I would say it's when you, when you stop, when you grant yourself the same um, unconditional love and like lawn beating yourself up that you do to everybody else, it's like when you have that experience of like, oh, I don't like I because like when you stop saying negative shit to yourself or any bad stuff, period, at all, and you're and you start having that sensation, the overwhelming sensation of like this connection, mm-hmm. right, and the feeling of love or whatever, you know, it's like it really is. It's like it's like when you're on drugs, but you're not on drugs. And you're like, oh my God, like life is amazing, right? And you grant yourself that same unconditional space. Like you, you, like even though you might make a mistake, you might fuck up huge. You might do something. And it, instead of you going like, oh, you dumbass, you fucking idiot. I can't believe it. Like again, you know, you just go, oh, wow, I fucked up. And then you're like, oh, I, I forgive myself. Like, and it's like that fast where you just, you get fast at like, you realize You're you're forgivable, just as forgivable as everybody else, except it's you. Mm -hmm. And you stop being so brutal on yourself, you know? Because I don't actually, I don't have those thoughts anymore about myself, like negative thoughts like that. Like I don't talk shit to myself at all, like ever. Like never, it doesn't ever happen.
0: That's amazing. That took
1: years. It (laughs) It took years for me to get to that point. Yeah. Because I truly, when I say I hated myself, I really hated myself. Like I hated my, there was times when I fucking hated myself. Not disliked, like hated. I was like, I'm the worst. I'm a fucking loser. I'm the worst. I'm ugly. I'm skinny. I have a small dick. I have this, that. I mean, everything you could fucking say as a guy I did mm-hmm. to like pummel myself. And then I was like, you, you can only, you go down that hole so far and it doesn't go anywhere. It just is destruction. Mm-hmm. And then once I started climbing out, I was like, there was just, there was, there was all these pivotal like benchmarks along the way where like when I was you know, like 31, I gave up jealousy. Jealousy was a huge thing for me. I was like, I gave up jealousy. And people are like, what? You can't do... I was like, I did. I gave it up. Like, I was so jealous for so long. And I had this breakthrough in, in New York when I was like out of the club. And, you know, that was one of my first original wounds when I was in like sixth grade. When the first girl who like broke up with me, you know, like devastated me. And I thought, I didn't realize I made all these decisions of like, I'm not good enough. I'm not lovable. I'm not mm-hmm. all these things. So then I would always like chase girls to get them, you know. My ego would do that, and then I would never. But I would, as soon as I got him, then the game was over, and then I would stop, and then start with someone else. And that kept happening. It was so painful. It was like literally like being stabbed with a knife. And I was like, you know, this is like th- that's what I'm saying is like I, I try to give examples so people understand like it's real. You can actually heal from things. And like I was sitting there in this club, and this is when I found nightlife. And I was going out by myself, and all these friends, and this girl I liked, and she liked someone else, and. I was just like, same thing, like the knife just stabbing me in my, you know, and I was like, observed, but I I started getting really observational. I was like, I was like, what is this feeling? Like, it feels like I'm literally like being stabbed with an ice pick, you know? And I left the club and I was like walking out of the club and I'm like, (laughs) I'm like walking out the fucking street in New York City and I'm sitting there, I'm like, is it her? Like, is it specifically her? Like, am I, is it like, am I crazy about her? And I was like, no, I've been, it's been lots of girls. I've had this feeling lots of times, right? So it's not her. I was like, okay. I was like, well, then what's this feeling like, where I don't feel like enough? She likes this other guy more, and I'm like, you know, if I'm being myself, like if I'm being my best self, which half the time I'm not, because then I'm when I'm there, I'm comparing myself, or I'm like, you know, I was I wasn't being fully self-expressed. I was being quiet and this and that, and I was do it trying to do things to like get her to like me. I wasn't just like being me, right? Mm-hmm. Like no, like unashamed, just me. And I was like. Why do i do that like so fucking weird like i don't know I think why i do that Everybody does it right i know but i couldn't stand it i was like i don't like that i do that and so as i was talking to myself i went wait a second i was like if i'm actually my full self and i just be my full self then i don't have to worry about that and then i'm like and then i was like actually who wouldn't want to be with me when i'm my first self-expression like I'm fucking awesome, like, and then I was like, do, I was like, do I like me? I was like, yes, I love me, and I like literally this, it like, the I was like walking down the subway, and I was like, oh, jealousy's a choice, and I keep choosing jealousy, mm-hmm. and I was like, what the fuck? And it went boop, and it just burst, and I literally just sat there on the subway, like bawling. I mean, like sobbing, and all these people were looking at me. They're like, what the? F-? And I couldn't stop crying because I was like, I'm letting this go forever. I'm done. I will never grab onto jealousy ever again, and I didn't, and I have it, not for one second.
0: How do you work with your clients to identify kind of what their triggers are, if you use the word triggers, yeah. but their fears? Yeah. Yes, yeah, triggers, yeah. and kind of the things that I, I, they do need to let go. It's, of. it's
1: honestly like I sort of have my own protocol where like I start with some foundational things. So it's like, you know, I, I first of all, if somebody hires me. Here's, the enter- here's what happens is like when somebody's ready to hire me the second they had me money any money even if it's five dollars that energy exchange like shows their commitment to themselves and it audit- like just that starts the energy they start getting feeling different and weird they're like what's happening here happens every single time and then I have like my own sort of I guess I could say system or educational sort of foundation but it's like you know I ask them I say you know you're only living from one of two places in life in regards to emotionality and I'm like do you know what those are do you know what those are
0: I'm going to say the past
1: no well, it's a good guess but no childhood kind of no <laughs> but you're either living from love or fear okay and every moment and every thought every action every single thing you take so whether you answer your phone you're answering it from love or fear mm-hmm. right you'll look and you'll go this person you'll go <gasps> quietly you'll yeah. be like oh my god like, Sometimes I don't, I don't want to answer it. Uh, or, I, or if oh my God, right? Or if you're like, I'm going to have a beverage and you go, but am I having this beverage out of like the joy and of loving myself mm-hmm. or like I'm, I'm stressed and I need to drink to make myself feel better. So it's, it's everything, literally everything. And when I, when I have clients start doing this, it's a little intense because people are, I'm like, I'm like, literally look at every single thing you do. So when you get up to go to the bathroom, like, are you get like, look to see why you're getting up to do it. And so it takes a few days for people to kind of like get to like to really see because they, it, it, it you have to be really conscious mm-hmm. because people go unconscious like that, you know? But, but if you really look to see if you're living from love or fear, every single person I've worked with has said, I, they all get really overwhelmed because they're like, basically, I'm living my life in fear everywhere, all the time, in some shape or form, in some shade it's always fear. And I'm like, I know that's the reason I have you do that is because everybody, even people who have like good friends who've had their shit together, great businesses, family, that like big time, like successful people, I have dismantled their shit Mm -hmm. in a matter of minutes. And they're like, holy fucking shit. You know, one of my good buddies, I share this a lot because he's like, you know, this amazing man and we were sitting there um, talking for like hours this one night and he's, and this is after all this stuff I went through, but he's like, he's sitting there trying to push against me. And he's like, yeah, but you know, what about this? And what about that? And I was like, eh, I said, that, that sounds, feels like fear, Mark, that feels like fear. And he's like, yeah, but you don't know, blah, 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 and my kids. And I'm like, "Uh uh-huh, keep going. And he's like, yeah, but you know, and I did this and I did that because of that. I'm like, "Uh uh-huh, why? And he's like, well, because I was afraid. And I'm like, what'd you just say? And he's like, oh, fuck. (laughs) He's like, I was afraid. Like, I'm afraid. He's like, I'm afraid. And then the next day he was like completely like distraught. He comes up to me and he gives me a hug and he's like, you fucked my shit up. And I said, what do you mean? He's like, but in a good way. Yeah. He's like, he's like, I'm just beside myself right now. And I said, what do you mean? He goes, because I'm 47 and I looked at my life and he's like, there is not one time I've made a decision based out of love. It's been fear my whole life. He's like, I can't I can't even take that in. He's like, I'm a, how's that possible? And I said, How do you why do you think these things aren't working? Like, how are you supposed to how's your life supposed to work if you're living in fear about everything all the time? Mm-hmm. And you don't even know you're doing it. The thing is, is people don't even know they're doing it. They're doing these little fucked up ways. And that's like, it's funny because my initials are BS. I'm like, I'm a professional BS detector. (laughs) So I'm just, when I'm talking to people, I'm listening to them going, you know, I give them that foundation, love or fear, they look at that. And then we just start talking. And then they just start telling me about their life. They tell me about their childhood, their traumas, the different things. And it's like, and so intuitively, I can start putting together, like asking the questions where I'm like, I just start guiding them like gently. I'm like, it's just gentle because no one wants to be blasted. So you just like, I'm just constantly like kind of keep, bringing them back, keep bringing them back. And then eventually they go boop and they pop open and they go, oh, fuck. And then they, you just start crying and like have some realization. And then they're like, oh my God, like this is real. healing's real. I'm like, that's what I keep trying to tell you. Right. It was the same thing for me. It was like the people who held space for me, they wouldn't, they could, I could not deter them or distract them or throw them off. No matter how much my ego was trying to, I couldn't do it. And they were always like, no, come back. You're coming back. And then I would have a breakthrough. And that's why my website and stuff's called Breaking Through with Brad. I love that. Yeah.
0: Once you kind of identify your fears and the things that are scary and being able to realize that you're not coming from a place of love, yeah. how do you communicate this to the people around you? Like, it you're takes, actually triggering me and this is a takes, problem. It
1: takes practice, and that's what I'm there for is that is you need someone, you have to be able to talk to someone and practice with someone who actually knows how to do this, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, that. that's exactly what I'm there to help reflect and be that mirror for people because they need practice. So it's like, because you can be triggered by, let's say, you know, mom or dad or your boyfriend or girlfriend or husband or wife or family, or friends or co-workers or whatever. And the first and foremost thing is to realize it's like, it's it's literally, it takes a lot of practice. So it's like being on the field, like, you know, the analogy is like in a football game, you know, you're standing on the sidelines, it's a, you know, when you put your helmet on and you step on the field, you get freaking leveled, you mm-hmm. know, and it's just like that. So it takes a lot of practice because you'll, you know, you'll everybody's like, yeah, I'm good, I'm good. And then they get out in the world and they just get fucking run over by all their stuff, 100%. you know, and then they're, they're just like, what the fuck just happened? You know, and that's why you you know, they so these foundational tools is like, you know, I'll say to somebody, Okay, so what happened? They're like, Well, I you know, I, I went and I started to say this and then they fucking attacked me and I got was triggered and I fucking went off and I was like, Fuck you and I just did my thing and I'm like, Okay. So what was it that triggered you? And they're like, Well, they said this. I'm like, Okay, well, what is it about that particular thing that has you lose your shit? They're like, Well, they don't know me. They don't you know and it's like, Okay, but again, The practices is in recognizing your own emotions, recognizing that when they come up and you get triggered and it's like this emotional wave is to first and foremost is to go, okay, wow, fear just totally got a hold of me. And then you go, can I breathe? And you take a deep breath. Right. And they go, blah, 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 blah. And you just go, okay, I don't have to react to that. And it's just these little moments, these little micro moments of like walking yourself through it every time. To where then the next time you're stronger and then the next time you're stronger and the next time, you know, but it's deciphering it. And it's, you know, it's just a It's literally just that's what I'm that's what I help people do is literally like step by step moment by moment, bring themselves back to whatever, whatever was happening, and be able to decipher it for themselves, so that they see wherever they get tricked, tripped, triggered, whatever. And you get, people get better at it and they get better and better. And then boom, get this one thing they didn't see. And they're like, oh, what the fuck is that? They're like, that just got me. What the fuck is that? You know? And so it just kind of keeps, it's like a layer of an onion. It just keeps going. Mm-hmm. But but as you practice, you start getting better and you'll notice yourself being around a challenging situation and then you'll, you won't react and you'll be like, and, they, and then people call me, my clients call me and they go, oh my God, this is working. Like I'm having, I just broke through with Brad because I don't know, I didn't react. I didn't freak out. I just, and then I get, it was so weird. And then I in love and they're like, I just, I love myself. I didn't like blast. And I'm like, isn't that dope? And they're like, oh my God, it's the coolest thing ever. How the fuck do you not do this more? How do people not more about you? Like, this is so cool. Blah blah. blah. I'm like, I, I can't because it's, I have, it's so really difficult to do except yeah. one-on-one. It's really hard
0: this just popped into my head i had a different question for you but how do you protect your energy when you work with
1: other i you know people i've just worked with so many people that i've learned how to i just i have really healthy boundaries and i've learned how to not take on people's energy Mm -hmm. um that just took 25 years of doing this you know like i've been doing i've worked with thousands and thousands of people so i just i don't i don't in my own healing I just found healthy boundaries to where I'm like I can hold space for people no matter what but they're not allowed to project their stuff onto me mm-hmm. you know and to put it on me and I won't take it on I don't take it on it's not mine I'm like you know so I just I'm, I've am i created this space and I'm like you know I ask for protection every day but I just I'm like I'm safe and I'm not going to take that energy on and I mean I can talk I literally talk to people hours and hours and hours and Spend, I mean literally and I'm never exhausted yeah. I mean I do get tired but like that, t- it took me years to get to that point where I'm like, I can just keep going, you know? Yeah. Just a lot of practice. Practice Man, makes Practice perfect, makes right? perfect. Yeah. How yeah.
0: do you deal with like uncomfortable conversations or tools that you give to people to sit down if an employment, you have to fire somebody or break up or have kind of those hard real life gets, questions. You know, or, for
1: me. I just got over... Conversations, whatever. I'm I. So here's something I will... Add, here's what I say is like, if you know you're a good person, right? Like I know I'm a good person. Like that's not even like a question for me. And I'll ask people that. I'll be like, are you a good person? And people are like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. You know, like I'm like, okay, well, if you don't know who the fuck knows, like if you don't know if you're a good person, who's can, who's supposed to know, right? So it's kind of this like direct question and it's this thing that if you know you're a good person, truly, like am, am I out to hurt anybody or to cheat or lie or fuck with anybody or like in any way, shape or form about anything, never, not ever, no matter what, no matter what, no matter how much money's on the line or this or that, it doesn't matter. I'm never out to actually fuck with anybody because I know energetically, karmically except that doesn't work. It always bites you in the ass, so why would you do it, right? I know that about myself. So if I'm like, if there's challenging news or something, I know I'm a good person. I'm not out to hurt you or like anything. And everybody can handle the truth. Like people can handle the truth and women can handle the truth. Like everybody can handle the truth. Sometimes it's one of my favorite sayings of all time that helped heal me when I was in it. And, and it's funny because she actually, she, she made me a hat that is the thing. And I actually want to get it tattooed on my forearms, but it says the truth shall set you free, but first it will piss you off. Mm -hmm. And that has rung true for me for everything because we're all basically like professional liars to ourselves, and that's the part where our ego gets in the way, and we we don't even know we're lying to ourselves. We're like, no, no, I'm fine. I'm this. I'm that. Or whatever. And it, it's just like everybody's like, you're like, no, you're not. You're not okay. like like you know if you because if you can't admit it to yourself, then how are you supposed to admit it to someone else? And so the truth, I don't have a problem with hurting people's feelings at all. Like I, in fact, like triggering people. I enjoy it. I enjoy hey, it. You
0: know people. that I do too.
1: I love it. From right? the first time we met. Yeah. Yes, you, exactly. The <laughs> stuff you said to me was epic. I know, right? Then, you know, I'm like checking you out. I'm like, oh, really? I'm like, okay. And, but, but that is my, that happens to me a lot because, you know, my energy is I'm clear. And so people, sometimes they look at me and they're like, they'll be like, oh my God, he's a dick. That guy's a dick. You know, they've never even t- said a word to me ever. And so it's just funny because, you know, I've been dealing with my own shit for years and I'm okay with people being triggered by that Um, because on the other side of any sort of upset is freedom On on the other side of any sort of being, you know, taking it personally or being like is, is lack of suffering. So it's like, you know, I'm like, everybody's funny. So for me, I just, I'm, but I, I am, you know, I used to be more hardcore, like really, really hardcore. And I've tried to, you know, it depends on the situation, but I dial it back. I mean, sometimes I can be in the moment if I'm, if something's coming up and I'm observing something, I mean, I can like snap into, I can go from zero to hundred in my own healthy boundaries like that. But, you know, I'm also like, I also have compassion for people who are like not aware of what's going on and maybe like having a moment or whatever. And, you know, I'm always like trying to find the, whatever the exact energy is to, Give them a little nudge to go what do you really mean like who are you really are you a good person like are you a good person right because people don't answer that stuff they don't they they haven't just they haven't really like decided for themselves like in a really foundational way of like yeah i actually am a good person like i'm i make mistakes but i'm not actually out to hurt anybody like for real and if you know that well, then you can speak truth about anything, mm-hmm. you know, you can, in a relationship, it was like, you know, I was, I was sharing this story recently. Like somebody asked me about, um, you know, if I have ever had a, um, you know, with this whole abortion thing and stuff, you know, I had my first girlfriend I ever lived with when I was 28, she was five years older than me and we lived together and stuff. And it was like my first like fi- living with a woman and she got pregnant, you know, and we weren't like, we were, we had sex like once a month. It was like. I was like a I was like a child you know I'm like and and she, we, we both were super immature in certain ways but like she, when she got pregnant that was like the first time in my life it was like terrifying because I didn't feel like I could tell my family I just didn't tell anybody I was sitting in torment suicidal all this stuff beating myself up because I was really looking at like am I in love with her like am I supposed to have this baby like this doesn't feel right I mean I was tortured right and I was like I can't tell her these things I can't I can't hurt her. I don't, I mean, it was like the worst thing ever. And literally I was suicidal. And then, and then I had a person hold space for me that was a healer who, who held space for me in a way that like opened me up and I was able. So the night before she, we had scheduled to have an abortion and stuff. And the night before we went, we sat, I said, listen, I have to talk to you. Like I need to be able to, and like, I've never done this in my life, okay? This is when I was 20. I had never done this. I was like, I was fucking shitting my pants, but it was funny how that this is the experience that forced me to learn how to speak my Mm -hmm. truth no matter what, and I just said, listen, I love you, but I don't think, I'm not in love with you, and I said, you're an amazing human being, but like, I was like, I don't feel like this is the right thing. I don't think we're supposed to be having a child together, and I said, you know, this is hard for me to say. You're awesome, but like. I don't feel like you're my person and this is, you know, we barely have sex. We're just, we're good. For, I was like, I feel like we're more like friends, you know? I said, I'll do whatever you want to do. If you, if you want to have the child, then I'll, I'll be there and I'll do whatever, you know, everything I can. I said, but I just need to say this. And she was like, no, I agree with you. She's like, my truth is, is, is that I think you're awesome too. She's like, I don't want to bring a kid, a child in the world this way. You and I are both like dead broke. We're struggling ourselves, all these things. And she's like, you know, I, I don't she's like I agree with you and it was like this giant relief you know and and we went the next day you know she showed we had the abortion and stuff and she came back and literally she was like she went for me and like super sick and all this stuff and it was like fine and we sat there in the living room and like had ice cream together and I swear to god we were looking at each other and we were both like did that just happen mm-hmm. like did that it was like so fucking surreal because it was like nothing happened and we were both just sitting there like and then she's like, listen, you know, take your time. Like, I know you want to move out. There's no rush. Like, she let me like get my shit together and get a job and like move out. And we're still friends to this day, like really good friends. Yeah. But that moment of her being pregnant and me going through all of my own trauma and judgment and religion and all of the things, it took everything for me to actually say to someone, here's what my truth is. And after that, I was like, I'll never, ever not speak my truth ever again. And I had, I mean, I haven't hesitated for fucking three seconds since then. That was when I was 28 years old. I was like, I will never, because I mean, it took me to that level of suffering where I was like, I want to kill myself. And then once I said it, and she was like, Well, here's mine, and it just went poof, both of, and I was like, Oh my god, like that is so much easier, right? Like. You don't know what someone's you're are mm-hmm. terrified of someone's reaction we're terrified like and they might freak out who knows but like but sitting there like suffering deeply suffering and like creating all of this like tr- trauma inside my body was not worth it to me anymore and so for me you know i can be i would say super hardcore brutal with truth like brutal i can be i can also be super soft and gentle you know and if people mess with me they better watch the fuck out mm-hmm. because I don't give a fuck. Like if you come at me with shit, I like you're messing with the wrong fucking person about that because I will fucking tear your shit up and t- like because people do that. They're like, well, and I'm just like, oh, you, you want to play that game? Like you're I don't give a fuck. I'll destroy your feelings. I'll stomp all over them and fucking make you cry like a little bitch. You know what I mean? Like I am i don't give a fuck. So if, if someone is coming at me with that kind of energy, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not worried about what, I really don't care what people think about me. I don't, I do not give a flying fuck at all.
0: How do you think that the world is so full of bullshit and we all can't be honest with each other and probably part of the reason of so many relationship issues and yes, not just 100%. a love relationship, but relationships with family, etc.
1: Everybody. Yeah.
0: Do you think that there's tools is it just practice of just being honest and knowing your truth, or are there tools that people can use to be able to well, have honesty? Well, it is. Honesty? It is.
1: It's the tool is: you first have to look to see if you're coming from love or fear. Mm-hmm. With with everybody, if you are coming, if you're coming from love, even if it's like healthy boundary, hardcore lo- like as long as it's love, it will translate into growth. If it's just fear, it's just going to keep blowing up in your face. So that's why you have to look and go. Okay, even though I might be having a harsh, hardcore, healthy bound, like a fierce boundary, you're like, but this is self love. This is love. It's not me just being mean, mm-hmm. right? And because like I, that, that happens with my family. I've I've had health, I've had like hardcore, major hardcore conversations with my mom and dad. Okay, people I love deeply, but they've you know they've come at me with energy where I'm like, don't fucking do that. You know I've gotten hardcore with my fam, with my parents, where I'm like don't put your shit on me like stop it you know and but i know i'm coming from love Mm -hmm. it's my self-love it's like i don't care who it is i'm like don't don't do not invade my space and project your fear onto me do not do it i don't care who you are don't do it and so as long as you're really intentional about that there's always going to be lessons and growth from that like you might, you know, you might go, you might be harsh one time, like really fierce. And then, you know, you back up and you go, okay, I don't, you have a a healthy conversation. And then you go, okay, I don't need to be as aggressive next time. And you, you learn and, and vice versa. But people are, as long as they're open to like learning and going, you know, am I contributing to this in any way? Then you always have room to grow. If people are just like, fuck you, it's all your fault. Well, you know, you're never gonna, you're not gonna get far with that person. Mm-hmm. You know, if people, if not, if everybody, if both people aren't willing to take accountability on some level, there's not really anywhere to go. You know, so it's like, I just um, I'm really interested. I'm really more interested in actually not suffering and healing than I'm about being right. And even, but people even accuse me of that. They're like, you're just right all the time, you're right on them. And I I get what they're saying because. Again, I've been doing this a long time. So if you if you have something really legitimate to say, and you're gonna come at me, you better be prepared to like get into it for a, about. And you better be you better know every single nuance of what you're saying to me because I've deciphered it. So it's occurring. It may occur to you like I'm being right, but if there's if there's any fear attached to it, are you trying to control me or do anything? I'm gonna sniff it out and I will fucking obliterate it. So it takes a lot of Uh, intent a lot of commitment and intentionality to get into it with me because you you're dealing with someone who's committed his life to this conversation Mm -hmm. and it's not about me being right i am if i feel anything that is not truth and like love and where it's creating any sort of suffering i will not let go i'm like a bloodhound i won't fucking stop
0: okay so let's say we checked the box we figured out self-love we're Practicing all the love versus fear. Yes. How do you find like a partner in your life, and how do you communicate your fears to them?
1: Well, it gets and choose the right person. So, so you know, it gets more interesting. The more awake you become, the less, the less people there are. Right. Like the thing is, is that the the percentages of like people you're going to find are less. But again, like I say, it's like finding a needle in the haystack. You know, Mm -hmm. like if you're if you go I'm going to wake up and I want somebody who's also walking their path and awake and you know going to radiate that then you just have to you have to live that frequency and live that and demonstrate that and then you will draw that in so you will find your needle in the haystack but that's just the beginning you know because we all have all our patterns that are so terrible and so ingrained and so it takes a lot of time and a lot of patience to 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 interact with somebody and to um you have to go slow like everybody's going too fast in relationship these days. They're making decisions too quickly. Even if somebody fucks up or whatever, like, you know, it was like, um, one of my ex-girlfriends a few years ago, you know, it was like, this is exactly my point. It was like, you know, we were madly in love. She was like, you're my person. You're, you know, she's all like all these things in love with me. But anytime we had a challenge or anything, she would just throw the baby out with the bathwater. She would just break up with me, you know? And I was like, okay this makes no sense like you were saying you're in love with me but we're just all we're doing is having it. like we're having some intense challenges but it's not like catastrophic like and so why are you why do you keep just like bailing like that's not love that's not consistency that's not like and so you know if what I'm learning in my own life is that to be really patient and to be really like patient like because people are you know Let's say they've been married and divorced. They've been through all kinds of crazy stuff. You don't even start knowing that stuff until months down the road, Mm -hmm. even if you really get along, you know, you're like getting along and you're like, but, but the the answer to your question is, is first and foremost, is how do you find love in this way? Is like, is that you have to be really patient. You have to be consistent with loving yourself and having healthy conversation and loving yourself like for real all the time. And you will draw in that person you actually will. You'll meet them in the most random fucking way. You'll meet them out one night, like on some fucking, you know, some friend invites you over and you'll bump into something. You'll be like, what the fuck is this energy? And they'll feel the same way. And you'll just be like, okay, whoa. Like, and it feels different. It feels like really good in a really weird way. And you'll be like, okay. And that's when you go, okay, love or fear. Mm -hmm. Let me say like, I got to practice just staying calm and not getting too excited and blowing things out of proportion or anything. And then you practice and then they're like, Hey, you want to hang out? You go, yeah. And then you, you go, you get together and you have a date and you have a couple dates and you talk and you hang out and talk on the phone and you just go, this feels fucking different and Holy fuck. And I'm just going to stay calm. And, and then you just practice, you know, it's like, you're gonna, you're going to have major challenges, major breakdowns, um, Your shadow is going to come up. You will probably freak the fuck out. They will probably freak out. But even in all that, you go, okay. As long as it's not like, as long as as it's not like actually toxic, like real toxic, then you just take a breath and you don't throw the baby out the bathwater. You just go, I'm gonna stay calm. Like, yes, I'm super upset. And you, and and if they're a person, you can go, hey, listen. I, you know, I know we both said things last night we didn't mean. Can we get together and talk? Yes. Okay. Here's where I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I did this and this and this. And they go, yeah, I'm really sorry that I did this and this. And I, I can see that I here's where I was coming from. You know, I was mean as fuck, and I'm sorry. And it, it, as long as you can have that kind of conversation, the sky is the limit. Mm-hmm. You know, but it takes both people to consistently do that. And you don't know. You're not gonna know until you're really actually in deep. It's like the shadow stuff comes out way down the road. Like you won't even know it. Like, you know, you'll have a couple drinks and all of a sudden this fucking beast will come out of you and you'll be like, and then you'll be like, who in the fuck was that? Like, I was just, I just tried to burn everything to the ground with my, you're like, just fucking it to the ground, you know? And we, the thing is we all have that. And the thing I've noticed is that when it comes to real love, like real love, like partnership type love is that everybody has like been so traumatized that they actually don't they're they're more they're actually terrified of it when it shows up so it's like the very thing that they want they've been working on self love and then they then they're like rocking and they have someone amazing shows up who's makes it more awesome and then they just go oh, and then they fucking implode they go and they're like, I can't handle this much, right? It's too good. Like, I'm loving myself, and now I have this fucking epic partner. And then they're like, and they fucking do the weirdest shit, and they freak the fuck out. And that's why I'm like, breathe, breathe, and get calm. And like, you're allowed to actually do that, but get calm again, own it, and like, come back, because like, love is limitless, and it just keeps going. That's why people freak out, mm-hmm. is because... And romantic love is limitless. Like if you have a partner that you can talk with about anything and do anything and create anything, then you're like, wait a second. You're not like putting jealousy on me. You're not like trying to control me. You listen to me. We listen to each other. We have mad compassion and understanding no matter what. And then it's like, well, what the fuck do I do with this? This is so weird. Somebody's like the other shoe's got to drop. And I'm like, yeah, but what if it doesn't? What if the other shoe doesn't have to drop? Like, what if you just have love and somebody epic who, like, actually sees you and, like, accepts you completely and totally with Mm -hmm. all your fucked up shit and they love you and vice versa? What about that?
0: It's a concept.
1: It's not a concept. It's real. (laughs) It is real. It's totally real.
0: So for all, I was going to say for all my ladies out there, but it's guys too, because I hear it from them. In this dating world. And I think that like a lot of my friends and myself, like we're all kind of like in a spiritual path or aware or Mm -hmm. kind of trying to take that journey and be better to ourselves and to others. Right. And then you do the dating and you have this really great date and then you never hear from them again and you're yeah. ghosted. And how do you not spiral from right, right. your like, well, again, did I do something wrong? What happened? Where,
1: but that's where you have to practice, right? Like when I started dating, so I went through this whole, like I was out in Los Angeles and I had girlfriends and stuff. I had great relationships. And then I was like, I had major times of two, like couple of gaps of time where like for two years I didn't date or have sex or anything like that happened like twice in my life. And, you know, I was always like really focused on healing. And um, when I came back from L.A., I went through this whole Kundalini Awakening, which is a whole other story. But like when I physically got better from that and then I was like, I realized I'd never dated, like really dated, like intentionally dated, right? And um, this is like eight years ago. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I've never dated like where no matter what happens, no matter how much I like someone, I'm not going to get into a relationship. Like I'm going to just take my time. And I really made that decision. So I was like, I found Bumble and this is all brand new to me. It was the whole thing. And I was like, I'm going to date. So I started going on dates and it was the most fucking incredible, incredible experience because I would go out with someone, go out with a woman and be like, tell her and be like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm just dating. And some women I was like, so I'm not like, I'm just figuring myself out. I'm healing. I've never just dated. And like, there's no expectations. We don't have to make out we don't have to be sexual like we need to hang out whatever some of were like really cool with it and other ones were like oh no like if you're not with me we're not I'm, not I'm not hanging out with you you can't date other people and i was like but how am i supposed to know how am i supposed to get to know you like i'm not just going to jump into committed relationship with you like how does that make any sense and so it was really fascinating for like three or four years where i just dated and i dated a lot i mean i went on i went on hundreds of dates because i was just like i've never dated and some were like amazing, some were like total complete flops. I mean, I had experiences like that too, where I thought, oh my god, we had this amazing connection, and then they would just bail on me, just ghost me. And I was like, well, but again, I came back to my old thing, where I was like, as long as I'm being my complete, true, authentic self, it doesn't matter. Like if you can't handle, and I had women, I had like I, I there was this like this woman who actually I, you know I was went on a date and she was afraid of me. Like we, there was attraction. There was all this stuff. And she was just like, you're too much. You're too much. And I was like, what, is, what do you mean? She's like, you're just you, you're you way too much. Like you're just, you're all in truth and com- like all this communication. She's like, I just can't do it. She's like, I like you, but it's just too much. And I was like, wow, that's just such a weird thing. I mean, an intense thing to hear. And I know that she liked me, but she just wasn't ready to like be real like that. And then you know she bailed and that would happen a lot so i was like well again i can't change myself i'm not going to change myself for someone else it will never work all i can do is be me and whoever can handle that and continue to continue handling that and continue hanging out with me i'll hang out with but that takes fucking time it does
0: so i think to that point how do you decide like my parents were, are have been still currently married yeah. for 53 years. And so you get this mentality of like, you have to work through it. Relationships are hard, which they are hard. Yeah. How do you decide when it's time to walk away from a relationship or you stay and you work through it?
1: You know, like I was saying is like, it's, it depends on the situation and it depends on like, you need to hire, I would say work with someone like me, right. Or some professional like outside that really has an um, unbiased Position, but also who's You can you know, there's good what they do, and you, you have to look at the level of like toxicity, right? It's like, because um, my parents have been married fifty six years as well, and you know, but they love each other, mm-hmm. and um, you know, it, and it depends on the level. Like I said, of like, uh, there's a lot of things. It's like, is there if it's if it's it, to a level of toxicity that is damaging to either person where it's really damaging then i would say it's time to let go. You know, if two people are just having difficulties and you know, but like i said, there's a softening of their hearts at least eventually as they go, then there's always room for growth, you know, like love is like it's not this like cookie cutter thing. It's you know, it's um but it's you, need have, you need to have you need to have you need to have everybody needs to have like an outside perspective. Who's actually good at what they do to reflect truth to you in a way that is not like the typical, like, you know, like how guys and girls give each other like, you know, it'll be like one of my clients I worked with, you know, he's a young guy, but he was like, he would call me and he'd be like, Yeah, my cousin said, do that. He's like, you know, fuck that and fuck this bitch, and blah blah blah. I go, is your cousin in and like? amazing healthy relationship and he's like no i go then why the fuck are you listening to him like why would you listen to someone who's not living what you want literally like so if you're gonna get advice relationship advice go to someone who's like has an epic relationship and ask them don't ask someone who's fucking who's just repeating old you know terrible pattern bullshit right, right? so it's like you know everybody you we all have to look and go is the suffering or the lack of communication or understanding like does it go on and on and on to a point where it's just like it's it's like suffocating you it's you know if it's to that point and and like if the if the if the suffering and all that outweighs the goodness then i would say it's time to pull the plug you know it's like one of my one of my buddies who i've been helping with he just got divorced and it was it took him 4 years to get divorced and the first time i met him i he was like in the struggle of that. So I sat down with he and his wife and a week after I'd met him, cause he was, I was working, he was going to help me with some of my stuff. And we talked cause I was like, you know, I was really like hearing what was going on. We sat down cause I kind of wanted to feel into it. And after an hour of conversation, I literally turned to him and I said, your marriage is over. It's done. Like it's done. And he was like, and it took him four years to get to that point himself where she, he realized, Oh my God, she's, super unhealthy. She's a narcissist. She does like, and it took him that long to get to that point to finally go, I have to fucking let go. And everyone has their own point when they realize it, right? Like everyone needs to, whatever the lesson is, they have to go through it to finally let go, you know, but it is, if you have someone who's loving and conscious and who like owns their stuff, it's still not going to be smooth sailing, but at least you're going to you'll have, you'll have a healthy interaction, you know, and you'll always be growing. And as long as that's happening, I think you notice it yourself, you go, Oh, like I'm challenged, but like, this is different. We're not like fighting. It's not like fighting. It's not like harsh, you know, fighting. It's like, you're like, we're pushing against each other. And again, if you, you know, I was telling another friend today, I was like, as long as you get curious about your own um, triggers In like, like example, one of my good friends says she's moving in with her boyfriend, right? And she, she did some shady shit, said some shady shit, trying to poke the bear Mm -hmm. because she's in fear, right? Why
0: the hell do we, we,
1: because we've been hurt. We've been hurt (laughs) when you've had trauma and you, you know, and you start going back toward commitment again and moving in. That's what I'm saying is like, it should become obvious to yourself. Like you should get, you should be like, okay, we're like, that's what I'm saying is, is like get curious about like, okay, we're I'm moving in today. I better be super hyper vigilant of my own mouth and my words. And because I can feel that I'm a little sketchy, so mm-hmm. like let me just be super mindful of that, right? Instead of like dropping a grenade. It's like that's what I'm saying is, is like I'm super curious about myself. I'm curious about like, oh, we're on our, you know, we're going on so many dates, or you know, you're coming over to meet my parents. Like I'm hyper aware of when any of that shit goes on that I can get squirrely. So I become really curious about me. But I've also, like I said, I always come back to like, I'm going to come from love and not fear. The thing is, is what's funny is that we're never trapped. Like you're never trapped. But really. people
0: feel trapped.
1: I know, but you're never And really I think trapped.
0: that's why they get all crazy.
1: They, I know, but it's not, it's not real. Like they're not handcuffing you to themselves and putting you in a basement. <laughs> like, I mean, some people might do that, right? But like, that's not really happening. You're Even if you're married, you're not trapped. People get divorced all the time. People cheat and leave all the time. You're not trapped. Even if you're legally bound, you're yep. still not trapped. So it's all an illusion. It's in your head. That's why I'm like, for me, I'm like, no matter where I have felt trapped, I always just stop and I breathe and I go, there's no, like this isn't real. Mm-hmm. It's just not real. It's not. A, it, if you really get calm, you'll go, you know, look around and you'll go, wow, I just freaked the fuck out. And you'll be like, okay, like I just need a minute because I'm not trapped. You know, and even when my girlfriend got pregnant, that felt like that too, right? Yeah. But I still had to get calm and no matter what she chose, I was like, it's going to be okay. Like even if she, I was just like, I, I just have to trust. Like, you know, it's like, Again, you're you're literally not like... Somebody's not like got the ball and chain around you and put you in a dungeon, you know? Yeah. It's not... But that's where people go. And it's like, if you just get calm and breathe, then you go, fuck, you know, there's always a way. If it's not in my best interest or if it's not in my highest good, there's a way out of this. No matter what, there always is.
0: How do you... I... (laughs) have young friends and I'm like oh I can't wait till your divorce cycle comes through but I'm like you, because he's what? he's going to all of these weddings like yeah, nonstop yeah. every weekend oh, and right. we're like right right I was like just wait the divorce parties are coming soon maybe in a couple of years yeah but I think that I do know a lot of people that have been married a very long time how from your 20s how do you change like through those decades and grow with your partner do you have any suggestions for? Yeah,
1: big time, big time. There's a there's a couple. Because I think actually. we all
0: change, right? Yeah, and that's n- normal and natural and well, what we but should do. The, be the doing. thing
1: is, though, is like if you take accountability, because it's really about relationships are about ultimate accountability. It's like, you know, if you enter into a relationship, first of all, you're like, my first and foremost is me loving myself, not being selfish in that way, but selfish in like I I know my relationship first and foremost is with me and myself and me me making myself happy, right? And then giving from overflow in my life and especially my romantic relationship. So it's never, I'm never being depleted, right? Mm -hmm. So as long as you're doing that, then you go, you know, like there's this couple that I I follow that's like, they're living it. Like they're a living example. They have like three grown children, a few grandchildren, and they're like both like drop dead beautiful and just like living it, you know, and they've been doing it forever. And it's like, their whole thing is like, you know, again, once you're already on the self-aware path where you're like, okay, I realize my happiness isn't based on you, no matter what, it's not based on you. I know that you're literally an enhancement and a reflection to like help me grow as a person, right? That's the whole reason we're in relationship is Mm -hmm. we get to express like our sexuality and our attraction and fun and laughter and all these things. But I realize that they are their own individual and I never want to control them or try to change them or anything. Like I, I just am I realize they're going to ebb and flow and grow as I am, right? Now, if you're like, okay, we're going to be in a committed relationship, then you go, okay, so now that we're on the same page foundationally, now it's like this couple says like, he's like, we did these simple things. He's like, we we looked at each other's like sleep schedules, right? He's like the basic things. He's like, I wake up really early. She sleeps in later. And he's like, instead of us being annoyed with each other, he's like, I wake up. And I go to my office and I usually write for a couple hours and I do my thing for like two hours. Then she wakes up and she does her meditation and yoga and stuff. And he goes, then I work out and then I come in the, and then she makes us a smoothie. We have like a yummy smoothie. And he's like, and then we, we talk a little bit and we go back to our days. And he's like, you know, I go and work with clients and do all these things. And she has her project she's working on. He goes, and then at the end of the day at like 4, 4.30, we come together and they have like a backyard garden and then he goes, we make cocktails and we go and we walk and we reconnect, talk about our day. And then, you know, we have like our our, our connect, connection time. And he goes, and then in, our, in their entire marriage, they have, since the first day they met, they've had a overnight date without children the entire time. And I'm like, what the fuck? That's insane. But he's like, that's the thing that has kept our romance and our life alive, like with each other, is that is that our our, our romantic life with each other is critical. Mm-hmm. And so no matter where we are in the world or wherever even with the kids, we would always set up an overnight date where it's just me and her. And and so they've done these simple things like to crack the code of like never getting bored with each other, always having respect for each other, and like being individuals, but a couple. You know, it's it's a conundrum. Yeah, it's you have to manage that conundrum, and and in the way you communicate is so per, super important. You know, the way you communicate with each other is super important. So, like I said, it's respect. You know, you when you respect each other, because you can still get into arguments and fights and stuff and be silly and playful and stuff. But like, but if you lose respect, it's over. Yeah. like it's done. It's dead. And so you have to respect each other, and then you can do all these like little things that like. You know, again, it's like simple of like, d- does this person like it when it's cool inside sleeping? Like, do they, they don't sleep otherwise? Like, you have to like look at each other and like really like find those fine tune those things for real because otherwise, quietly, you'll get resentful. If you're like, I'm actually dying, I'm not sleeping, but I'm changing it for you and you're sleeping well, but like every night I'm like not sleeping and I'm not sleeping, right?
0: And then one night, then all of a sudden you just
1: blow the fuck up. Instead of going, instead of going, uh, here's what, and I mean, I'm not kidding. I've literally been with, I've had girlfriends where like, maybe we sleep in different rooms. Yeah. Because, or like, I'm like, you know, I'm like, don't, after a certain point in the night, I'm like, don't touch me. Don't be, don't be all like touching on me. Cause like, if you wake me up, you're waking me up from my deep sleep. And so, You can't do like, unless it's like a special occasion or something, like if it's just regular life, I need to sleep. Right. So don't be snuggling me or doing stuff until a certain time in the morning. Like, let me sleep because my body needs that. Right. So it's, it's like, it's communicating about all these details, which people are dropping the ball on all the time, or they take it personally, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it's like, because again, if you really care about somebody, you're like, oh, like you you actually, you really need to rest and like, okay, cool. Like, let me help you do that. And then guess what? You wake up and then you're like, yeah, then you want to be playful and interact. So it's like, it's just listening to each other. Yeah. And if you do that and you do that consistently, your relationship can last a long damn time, you know? But again, it it takes time.
0: We've solved the world problem. It takes
1: a lot of communication. (laughs) It takes a lot of, it takes a lot of but to see the thing is is like the key to all this is vulnerability. It's like cuz when you're when you're communicating these things in detail, you're opening yourself up to vulnerability cuz you're like you're exposing yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like this this is what I need and and again, sometimes people are like fuck you. That's stupid or whatever, you know, and it's like that that's why you have to it takes so much time cuz you have to see like is someone really going to listen? Are they really interested? if they really care, then they're they're They definitely, they take heed and they mm-hmm. listen and they go, yeah, I'll make these adjustments. I care about you. Like, and they need to look at themselves too and go, am I really being true to myself too? That you're getting what you need to, to rest well and to feel good and to have connection and communication and stuff. It's like, it's, it's a constant two way street of open dialogue. that's both people being vulnerable. And if you can do that and you have respect, you have all the chance in the world.
0: Love it. How do you, what are your tools for your self-love? Like, do oh, you have certain good. acts or certain things yeah. that you do? Well, to,
1: like I said, I would say it's, it's like, practice. Really, it's, it's it's like really simple now. So it's like, whereas I used to, um, I don't know, it could be any topic, you know, it's like where, where I used to like say negative things to myself or like talk shit to myself. I just don't do that anymore. So it's like, even if I fuck up, you know, if I totally make a mistake, I'll be like, oh, wow, like, oh, wow, Brad, you totally like, totally like messed that up. But I don't go, you dumbass, you fucking dipshit. Like, I don't say that stuff to myself anymore. Like, ever. Like, I'm just like, I'm super quick at like going, ah, you, you know, son of a gun. And like, and then just coming back to like, me going, I'm on my best path, like to love myself, Uh you know? Um, So I would say the tool is just like, how fast can you get over talking shit to yourself how fast can you get over being upset with yourself how fast can you get over like just forgiving yourself right like you can you can do something like hardcore and then go really look at it and contemplate it and not deflect it and just go man like okay my shadow got me that time my ego got me and i am not committed to that like that's not who i am i'm still human but i'm not committed to that and then i just forgive myself I'm like because I'm not that is not who I am it is not who I really am I know that I'm really a good person mm-hmm. I really am here to have as much joy and fun and help other people create that in the world and that is a fact it's not a question anymore so like you know and I would tell the people the tools I would say to self-love is like again in in, in every moment when you notice yourself being triggered by a thought or like something that makes you feel bad that you stop and look at it and you go, is this love or fear? You know, um, that question, like just that question stops the momentum of whatever it is you're doing. And, and just even stopping the momentum is a breakthrough because then the next time you'll have more of an answer and more of an answer, you know, but if you just keep, if you don't ever stop then it just that momentum just keeps going. And then all of a sudden you're in the middle of a shitstorm again. You're like, how the fuck did I get here? Like, this is just, just, just terrible. But as you start to unwind, you'll be like, oh wait. I let myself talk shit right there. I let myself talk shit right there. I said this mean thing. I had this raging angry feeling. And I just I and you can like you can literally back up and look at every single second of where you like. You just steamrolled down again it's instead of going, Oh, here's that feeling, like, of just like, you know what, I'm just gonna stab myself again. You know, I'm gonna have that drink and be like, Fuck you. Yeah. You know, you go, you go. Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. No, here it is. And you're like, Wait, let me put this down. Let me take a breath. Let me just say it to inside myself. I'm not gonna scream it at the person. You're just like,
2: Fuck you, motherfucker.
1: <laughs> That's right there is a breakthrough, mm-hmm. right? Not screaming at the person. You're like,
2: Motherfucker
1: oh, okay, wow, okay, wow, I did it. And then the next time you go, I don't even have to say that in my head. You're like, I'm super. Like you might say, I'm really fucking upset. I'm just upset. And then the next time you're like, you know what, that really angered me. But each time you just, it's less and less and less. And then you're like, oh, like I'm not upset about it. Like I don't have to attack anybody anymore. And every single time you do that, that's you loving yourself. Every time you go, You know, I just want to get shit-faced today. And you go, actually, no, I want to, like, I'm going to eat a smoothie. I'm going to have a smoothie. I'm going to eat a healthy sandwich. And I'm going to work out. And then you go and work out. And you're like, oh, my God, that feels so good. And you're like, that's you loving yourself. You know, it's if a guy does say you're on a date and a guy's like, you know, and says some fuck is a complete crass idiot, you know. And you go, you know what? Thank you very much. And you exit. You exit calmly, you know, that's you loving yourself. Mm -hmm. You're like, I'm just not going to put up with stupid shit. And I'm not going to, no one's allowed to just vomit and do their bullshit shit on me. I don't have to be a bitch. I don't have to be mean. I can just like, I'm just going to have healthy boundaries, you know, and that's, and every single time you do it, you get stronger. Every single time you have a, every time you have that, you do, you take the action, you get stronger. It's just like, like you're just lifting your emotional muscle. You know, and after a while, it becomes like breathing. Yep, it does. It just becomes like breathing. It's like you're you're always you will literally like there's not there's not one time in my life where someone asks me something or something where I don't have the thought first is this love or fear. I love that every single time when you ask me a question, that goes to my head. When somebody's when she's like, "Do you want to be on camera?" I, I like I every single time I'm like I I literally that is that You've never ever it never leaves my consciousness yeah. ever amazing but it took training it took me doing it over and over and over and over again where it becomes normal where you're like because you're sitting there and you like you'll be in your life right you'll just be in your life and you'll be like you'll like just say you're out in a restaurant you're like this and then all of a sudden you're like somebody's like boom and they're like Aah! and you're like whoa and you go is this lower fear and you look and you're like that fast you're going what's happening here mm-hmm. somebody's like oh my god there's somebody right across the street with a baby or something. And you're just like. Okay, do I act? Do I not act? Like, is this, is it safe for me? Like, is this a situation I need to help? You know, it's like you're all, you, you get faster and faster at downloading information, looking at things and like processing it with your intuition, but from love and not fear. Mm-hmm. So you're down, you're in, you're intuitively looking at things from love rather than fear. And if you have trauma, if you have any trauma, the fear is always going to be the first thing that comes up. hmm always so that's why you have to stop and go wait you know because like let's say a guy comes up and says something right if you have trauma with men and the guy comes to says something and you're, you're like fuck you! Ah, fuck you like automatic but if it's like let's say it's not even in anything negative and he's just like ah and you're and your trauma like i've literally i've literally had people attack me on their based on their trauma that has nothing to do with me mm-hmm. accuse me of things all, i mean literally all kinds of things I'm sitting there going, "What the fuck are you talking about? Like that is not what's happening. That's not what happened. That's not what's happening." So, we all have to look at that and go, "You know, am I am I based in my reality? Like real reality or just my trauma?" Because you'll, you know, everybody's had it. You've seen people who have like you've watched something happen and then you ask them and their story is like you're like what the fuck mm-hmm. that is not what the fuck just happened yeah. like what are you talking about 100%. and they're like you don't know yeah and you're like whoa okay like
0: they have a little you obviously have blackout. some trauma
1: around that situation yeah. Yeah. so exactly amazing.
0: well mm-hmm. i feel like we could go on and on forever but yeah. we're gonna say that we're gonna ask ourselves love or fear from now on love or fear every moment every moment every moment, every moment. So and, tell- you,
1: and, and you don't always have to know but it's but you can like but if you ask that question and you don't know my suggestion is is to if you don't know to sit and breathe and look at it and just see if it'll come to you like if it takes two seconds or five seconds or even a minute because like you can practice you'll get like for example somebody will call like an ex will call right and you're like you don't answer and you look and you're like oh and it just sends all your adrenaline through it. and you're like oh fuck and you're like You go, okay, wait, wait, love or fear? And you're like, okay, this is, right now, it's fucking fear. I'm not answering the phone. I'm going to just sit And you're like, and you get calm. You go, okay, wow, that was intense. And you sit there and you go, okay, what the fuck was that about? Why am I so, why did that trigger me so bad? And all of a sudden, you start having realizations and you're like, you know, I don't want to be afraid anymore. Like, I don't want to be upset. And you go, hmm, actually, I have, here's the things I want to say to him. Here's the things I want to say. And they're for, wait, are these from love or fear? They actually are from love. Like, I want to say these things These are my truth. I want to say these things from a loving place. And then you call them back and you go, hey, right? You just completely shifted the whole thing. And it takes practice doing that. Like, cause, cause each one is going to challenge you. And as long as you practice, you will literally, you'll hang up and you'll go, holy fucking shit. Like I just had a major breakthrough with myself. And then, it, then you'll do it. And then the next thing will happen. You'll do it faster and then faster. Pretty soon you're like, oh my God, like this is so much better.
0: Yeah. We'll all live our truths. Yeah. Tell everybody where they can find you.
1: So people can find me at all of my, it's Breaking Through with Brad, spelled all one word, breakingthroughwithbrad.com, Breaking Through with Brad on my Instagram, Breaking Through with Brad on my YouTube channel. Um, It's all about Breaking Through with Brad. So it's all just spelled out all in one word.
0: Well, thank you. Mm -hmm. Thanks for joining us today.
1: My pleasure. This was a blast. So fun. Yeah.
0: I'm Lindsay Wilson, and you've been listening to Business of Glam. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook, and don't forget to subscribe, review, and download this podcast. If you're ever in the Denver area, be sure to come by and see us at Glamour Bar. Until then, stay glam.